All right, guys, welcome to A to Z Media Network, episode four, recapping the huge Michigan victory over Ohio State with one of my best friends, Bronx Sports Jedi. Let's get it. Yeah, what's up with it? Do it because I love it and I stuck with it. We in with the sub and in the cut with it. Please, none of the talks, I heard enough of it. Like, what you gonna do? Where you at? Who you with? You ain't really about this. Don't talk about it. Really on the move, on the map. Never slip. Keep your hands to your lips. Don't talk about it. Real eyes, real lies, real lies. All the time, stand on it. If we said it, we don't walk around it. Loose lips, ink ships, red cup, blue strips, new phone. Who this? No, we don't allow it. So, welcome back, and we are. I am very excited about this. One of my inspirations, one of my I've seen his channel grow from you know the very beginning to what it is now. One of my best friends in YouTube, Wrong Sports Jedi. Even though there's only 18 subscribers, Kev, thank you for coming on. And before we get started, please plug your show, tell everybody where you're from so they know where to find you. Well, everyone knows me from BX Sports Jedi Network, from Return of the Knicks podcast. Uh, the New York Knicks watch along play by play, as well as the Bomber Strikes Back podcast, and as well the MMA with Chef Dan and Austin, their weekly combat sports uh, podcast as well. So salute um, Z, thank you for allowing me to come here. Also, guys, don't forget um, Z from A to Z Media is part of the Bronx Sports Jedi Network as well on our trio family, and this is one of our football. I can say this is our football. Um, extension of the network and i'm glad to be here with you and let's get to the rice and beans like i always call it those that know me there and salute to everyone listening to us here um that might listen to us on on the podcast as well um hopefully we're able to get this on the podcast as well and let's break it down man a game that i that you humbly put me onto that i was not planning to watch i'm going to be totally transparent i'm going to be uh clear as as possible i was not planning to watch this um, game of these two rivals and my good friend here said hey you need to watch this so i said you know what let's turn it on and it turned it out to be a one-on-one -on -one watch along and z i never seen this guy had so much joy so much euphoria um christmas came early the new year ball struck went down all the confetti i thought he was gonna pop at the last second but hey it was a fun fun game to watch and especially if you're a michigan fan uh maybe you need a little um BX Force Jedi Magic, but uh, um, I know mind Jedi Force in there, the Jedi Force, because it, 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 I'm not taking credit. It was just, it was mm -hmm. just a fun oh. game. Zach, go take ahead, the credit, man. man. Take, take the, the credit. Career. And I and I remember mentioning it uh, before the game started. You you know, I was nonchalant about it. I was like, mm -hmm. you called me, and I was, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Mission's gonna win. He like, yeah, I was Be took quiet. the words right out of my mouth because I said, I, I for for the for Michigan for Wolverine Nation for Mason Blue Nation out there that is gonna be listening to this. All of us, you, you, don't lie to me. You, you were you were pessimistic. Ten years since we beat this team, since Shoelace Robinson and one of those one of the greatest college football players ever. Since that team, we have not beaten Ohio State. Nobody thought it was really going to happen. You might have had blind hope, but you it was. If you did, you would have been shocked. And I'm calling. I'm on the phone with Kevin. I'm like, you know what? This is just here we go again. And he goes, Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They're going to win. Don't worry about it. And then they march right down the field and score. We'll get into all that, but. I just wanted to first and foremost say most respect to Ohio State. I know there are hated rivals, but they're they're the class of the Big Ten every year. And for them to push us to the point where we could finally play good football against them and win, um, it, people underestimate what like the motivation just to beat them did to making this team better. Uh, so salute to Ohio State. But, man, the game 
the biggest game in college football, number two against number five for the rights to go to the Big Ten Championship almost every year. We got Michigan, who loses to Ohio State, and they dominated. One of the best football games I've seen out of Michigan in my lifetime of watching Michigan in my young 27 years. And Kev, from the start to the finish, from the very first drive, six minutes off the clock, touchdown. And then the second drive, they, they stopped Ohio State, through, um, forced them to punt, and then they threw a bad interception. And I thought, okay, the game's going downhill. You know, th- this is where the wheels come off. And Kev, of course, calmed me down. And then they hauled him to a field goal. And then they went and, and handled their business. They got down by three eventually, then took the lead into halftime and just didn't look back from there. As you see, two of the key players, my game balls that I would give out um, would be to two guys, Hassan Haskins, who you see, 28 carries, 159 yards, and five touchdowns. He just ran it down the throat. He was the leading rusher on a team that had 297 yards rushing and six touchdowns on the day, and he was the main force, Kev. What do you think about Hassan Haskins? No, he, he was phenomenal on defense, but I wanted to touch about that first touchdown by A.J. Henning, you know, mm-hmm. 14 yards. Wow, that was a 14-yard rush um, from AJ Henning to score that first touchdown and set the mood there at seven nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know the 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 uh, one thing that caught my attention even more about the game. Not only that, I was watching along with you it was the snow, and as, yeah. as you know, a person who's beautiful here, football weather, man, beautiful football weather, especially sitting here in 80 degree weather and watching that snow go down and sitting underneath the uh, air conditioning uh, uh, duck and feeling the cold breeze. It made me feel like I was in there as much as possible. The stadium was ruckus. Um, you know, I, I wanted to set that. I wanted to go with that. That set the tone. I know when you got a little nervous when they scored that, when when uh, they kicked the 31-yard field goal and made it 7-3 when it ended that quarter. I was like, no, relax. It's, it's still, you're in control. And I know, I, I know, I, I know when it turns, when especially that turnover. That turnover happened when they threw that interception, you were a little nervous, Zach. I yep. know that for a fact. Yep. I said, just don't worry about it. You know, you know, just don't let this be, don't let this turn into any, any, points or and lucky for for they did going down 10-7 but they bounced right back you know mm-hmm. uh, they bounced right back and they did not allow it to to um hamper them or, or affect them in a negative way and like you said Hutchison was calling signals what a game he had you know it, it, and I'm glad you put me onto it because as a as a New York football fan we're gonna have some really drafting right now as it stands and I don't want to jump off topic but if we go into the draft status right now, uh, picks number four, five, six, and seven belong to the New York teams, you know. And now looking at and, and both all the New York teams need defense. And I'm glad you mentioned the your MVP of the defense, Hutchison, was phenomenal, phenomenal. Zach. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. I, I I was Aiden Hutchison. You know, he had five solo tackles, three sacks. Uh, you, you know, he forced. You, you know, he had three. Uh, um, Force tackles. He was all over the place. One quarterback, uh, hurry up! That that audible that he had on the line that he called his defense to come in late in the fourth quarter to bring everyone in because he saw the he saw the play at the line of scrimmage. Phenomenal yep, he, job there. Yeah, did the, the check. big horn, the big check. It was phenomenal call there, and mm-hmm. he put me onto a good defensive player all over the He's, place. Impactful. You know what's good about it was crazy about that game, and it's very sentimental for that family. He broke his dad's record for the uh, for the most sacks in a Mich- in a Michigan season as an ed- as a defensive player. He broke his dad's record. So um that's 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 cool. I'm sure his dad loved it. You know, might have hurt a little bit, you know, son breaking his record, but I'm sure he was proud of him. 
Aiden Hutchinson's going to be a top five pick in the league. And he's one of my, he's the other guy that I have that's my, as we go into the player grades here, um, my two guys that get a plus 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 pluses is Hassan Haskins and, and Aiden Hutchinson, the way Aiden Hutchinson just pressured the quarterback. He had 17 quarterback pressures in that game and per, per pro football focus who actually does college football as well. It's the most pressures ever in a game by one player since they started tracking it in 1998. So that's – think about all the great edge rushers, just dominant defenders that have come from college since 1998. I mean, you you can't – it doesn't get any better than what Aiden Hutchinson was on Saturday. Not just hurry, hurrying up the quarterback and getting sacks, but stopping the run, like you said, calling audibles. An edge rusher doesn't set your defense to call audibles like he does. He's a leader personified. Everybody – he actually came back this year – and his message was, I'm only coming back to beat Ohio State. He would have been a first-round pick in the NFL. And for someone to risk their future, getting hurt, something happening off the field, to come back and play college shows his dedication and shows the whole team's dedication to this game. And my two, the two guys that I wanted to start out with was Hassan Haskins and Aiden Hutchinson for the player grade segment. I got to give them both A-pluses because they carried this team for both sides of the football. And I, what are your grades for those two? And then we'll get to a couple other guys. Yeah, A plus, both players. Um, my God, you you if you give them a four grade and that, uh, you know, you're not, I don't know what you're watching. I can give you my new pair of glasses because, you know, Haskins twenty eight carries for one hundred sixty nine yards, five touchdowns. I mean, you you know, you average six yards a carry. Come on, mm-hmm. come on, that's an A plus yep. right there. A plus, yep. you know, stock up. He's gonna. Yep. He, uh, I, I don't know if he's gonna. Is he a junior or, or a senior? Um, I mean, oh, ch- I'm not a college football fan, so if I'm sounding like I don't know about you know their eligibility, is because I I do not watch the college game, but I did watch that game, and and I do understand it, and I do um educate myself with the full college football game, but not a pro. I'm not a, a connoisseur in college football. So Hassan Haskins and Aiden Hutchinson are both seniors, and okay. they they both could have came out last year in the draft, and they both came back to beat Ohio state. So you see what they meant to this team and those guys definitely a pluses, but another guy that is the quarterback, Cade McNamara. I mean, 13 for 19, 159 yards, one interception doesn't show you a lot. You know, his numbers don't look pretty, but the throws that he made when he needed to, I'm going to give him an a minus because of the interception. But I know it sounds a little like I'm giving a's everywhere, but he, you saw like the flea flicker bomb and the, the check down to the reverse, the, you know, he had made an audible from the sideline. He saw something, talked to Evan Gaddis, his offensive coordinator, got the play re- relayed back to him. So there's communication there that ended up in that A.J. Henning run that you had previously mentioned. He made all sorts of great throws. Some of them were dropped, you know, and, and, and he made some bomb throws when he needed to. And he was that was the best big game uh, out of a quarterback in Michigan since I really started watching. I give him an A minus. What are your thoughts? No, you hit it right. The A minus for the interception. Uh, but you, he was throwing in snowy conditions, um, wind. You know, when there's snow, the snow was you know intensified at, at at times, and he was throwing it right on the money. You know, sometimes a little too hard for his for his receivers to see, but it's not his fault. You know, the wide receivers, they, it was right there. They were all balls in the pocket, and he was window throwing. You know, uh, and he was throwing it right there, and. Phenomenal game, and not only that he won that game, he managed that game well. You know, not mistake, mis- you know, that just one one typical mistake, you know, it could happen in the snow, it could happen, you know, it could happen to anyone, but he was taking the right chances, putting his team um, pretty much 
managing that game. He knew he had a he knew he had a really good strong running game, and he was mixing the pass. So they didn't they they didn't allow Ohio State to to put too many men in the box because he was a threat, and that's what you know that says a lot to him. And yeah, and what did he, he ended up with a eight eighty eighty two point one quarterback rating? Not mm-hmm. bad, not bad. Yeah. You know, um, that's now we're gonna we'll talk about it a little bit later. Now he's gonna have to step it up. Now expectations yeah. are now set. Well, we'll talk about that when we get that avenue. That interception, just a, just a couple more seconds here on Cade, was only his third this season. He has a 77.9 QBR, total QBR, for the whole year. That is 16th in the nation. Among all these quarterbacks that play college football, he is top 20. So for a game manager that everybody says that's all he does is manage games, which that might be true, but he can make big throws when it matters. And he's coming back next year, too. So think of this experience going into his senior year. However this year ends, college football playoff, Big Ten championship, whatever happens. He's he's setting himself up for a monster senior year. But, yeah, that's Cade. And he we don't win this game without him. Because last year, the last couple of years, it was Shea Patterson. And I love Shea Patterson. Always so fun to watch. He always made the big turnovers when it mattered in, in, in big games. He played a little bit like Johnny Manziel, Kev, for, since you didn't watch a whole lot of college football. He played a lot like Johnny Manziel, and he made a lot of mistakes. But, you know, we had all these quarterbacks that made so many mistakes, but Cade wrote the sh- – he, 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 was, he was the conductor behind this train. He wrote the, wrote the ship when we needed him most, and he made huge plays. Um, now the, the last guy – or two guys I wanted to talk about is this guy who's a senior. He is a captain. He is number 12. He is all in defense. He is one of my – Favorite Michigan players of the longest time is John Ross. He's a, he's a linebacker out of Southfield, Missouri, or Mississippi, Missouri, I don't know. But um, I'm not sure which one. It's leaving me at the moment. But um, he's he came back again to beat Ohio State. He had a huge play, if you remember, in the third quarter when Ohio State was moving the ball. It was the third and four, and he blew it up for a three-yard loss when we absolutely needed a stop. And – this guy, I can't tell you how just how valuable he is to the running game. Just every play that needs made, he's a senior, and he um, he was just always so great at everything he does, and he made huge plays. Also, I give him a B plus. He had six tackles and um, three or two tackles for loss. No interceptions, no sacks, but he made huge tackles for losses. You know, it wasn't just in the early of the game when it didn't matter. Why not? I will give it a plus, an A minus, because he was, you know, they won. His, mm-hmm. his impact was really good. It caught, it led to the victory. You know, when, when you hold a high power Michigan at 27 points, you know, uh, showing me that they got, what was it, three 1,000 yard receivers on that on that um, staff, uh, you know, phenomenal job on, on just the linebackers putting pressure. Um, on the defensive ends, um, all around, you know, I know I jumped the gun a little bit there, but you know, it just it, it was a it, when you win like that on a high power team that it was expected to be in the college uh, playoff system and, and go to that uh, Big Ten title, and you do this, you know, it was significant, Zach. Um, I, I think yeah. I, I give it a minus. Okay, yeah, and uh, another guy I've completely um, forgot to say we we're doing a player grade on him, David Ajabo. David Ajabo is the edge rusher that he's a junior, and he is on the other side of Aiden Hutchinson. He had three tackles and a sack, and only one sack. It seems like next to Aiden Hutchinson's three, it's like, oh, come on, that's that's pedestrian. But I think he gets an A minus because he he also 
applied that pressure and both of them together in the whole defensive front, the defensive line as a unit gets an A++ for me just because they kept C.J. Stroud uh, hurried and pressured and off his rhythm all game. And that's the only way to beat Ohio State and a quarterback that that's, that's that explosive is to continuously pressure them the whole game. And Jabo gets another A from me. And um, the guy I wanted to talk about the most, and I think this means the most to him, is uh, I'll give you a two-parter, is Andrew Pistitis. The sixth year, it was a six-year of eligibility, six-year senior, the center. Um, I think he – he was moving people all game. He was the head of that offensive attack, the offensive line attack that rushed for 297. That didn't really get Cade McNamara sacked. He wasn't on the ground a lot. They they just played a clean football game and they were moving bodies against one of the best defenses as well in college football. So Andrew Vistitis and and David Ajabo are my other guys that I'm giving game balls to. A lot of game balls to go around when you have a win like this. They both get A pluses from me. I, I, I give it to you know the whole offensive line because mm-hmm. if they if they dominated and allowed one two three four five six different rushers to rush for forty one carries for two hundred and seventy nine yards they were they averaged seven point two yards a carry you got to give it to the whole line you know good job on not just those players the centers and the whole entire line there wasn't a weakest link in the chain and they all came together as a unit as a collective unit as a, as a strong unit. And they dominated. Um, they mm-hmm. they pushed it. They they punched Ohio Ohio State in the mouth, and Ohio State is still ain't recovered yet. Yep, and they kept their foot on the throat, Kev. I mean, every time they needed a big drive, the reason I said Vestitis is because he was he's the captain of that offensive correct, line, correct. and he just he got those guys up. He was making the the calling out assignments and double teams and all that. He amazing job from the whole from Jim Harbaugh, the whole coaching staff. And before we get to the next topic, Austin. Kev's son, salute to you. Thanks for watching, or thanks for thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate you. You do a great job on on Bronx's network, and you know on your guys's network with your MMA stuff. I watch it all the time. Good job. I thought you guys did a live watch along Saturday. Both of you guys were rocking. Yeah, I was rocking extremely hard. People don't realize just how nuts I was Saturday, Kev, and I don't think they ever will. <laughs> that should have been a watch along in and of itself. But. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the, the next topic, and it perfectly transitions, is what does this mean for Coach Harbaugh? What does this do to his legacy? As a recap, Jim Harbaugh has one had one win in November against the top ten ranked team, and it was it was not on the road. Still hasn't happened on the road. But his no his his trademark, his legacy before this game was he can't win the big game in November when it matters most. And you know it's just a sideshow. Get rid of him. A um, lot of hate coming his way from everybody, myself included. I'm eating crow. I was, you know, I loved Jim Harbaugh when he came here, but he didn't get it done. He finally did, and 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 he coached a beautiful game. He brought in a whole new staff around him, a whole new energy, and he was so humble after the game. And right away, when you ask him, he says, you know, we're going to enjoy this win, but now it's on to Iowa. You know, he, all business. You can tell he wants to right the wrongs and be. And, and add to his legacy. 0-5 against Ohio State before Saturday. Now it's 1-5 in six games. What does this do for Jim, for Coach Harbaugh, in your opinion? Well, it keeps the boosters off his back <laughs> for once. <laughs> you know, um, you know, for, um, it, it, right now they're, they're okay with it, but you know us human beings, it, he's still got – the mission isn't over yet. Now you have mm-hmm. to go and win this the, the Big Ten title against Iowa um, – this upcoming weekend 
And then, you know, then if you win that and you win your division, if you win your conference, then it, you know, playoff, if they make the playoffs, oh, oh, it's a bonus. You're playing with house money. If you, if yep. you become a fourth seed, you know, you play the number one seed, or, or dare I say they put your number two or three seed just because it might be a, a, a more of a pleasing game on New Year's Day. Who knows? Whatever it is, if you get into the, the, the BCS uh, playoff series, um, it's house money. So, but but it means mook. It means nothing if they go out there and they lose to Iowa. They gotta complete the mission for him because you know then it's gonna be like, well, that was a fluke. You caught Ohio State on a bad day, um, in my opinion. You know, you mm-hmm. know. Remember, I have no skin in the game. I'm just so right. going by you know a, a, one of those cynical, non non um, biased fans are gonna say, oh, that was nice, that was cute, but you didn't win the big mm-hmm. game. So from looking at that way, you know. Those are the expectations outside there, um, Zach. But one thing I want to say about Harbaugh, and it was this game totally was imprinted on his his greediness. Um, Harbaugh wasn't the most sexiest quarterback in the NFL, but he was a tough SOB, a blue collar type of quarterback. Um, and this team showed up just like they are. Um, they they left you blue and gold, you know, with all the bruises. You know, when you get a black and blue, that when it starts healing, it starts turning that yellowish, goldish color. That's exactly what Michigan did to Ohio State. And guarantee yep. they left in them all their imprint, black and gold, um, all over it. Um, Zach, I wanted to mention something though that we we want to give a little bit kudos. In my opinion, um, I wanted to give a game ball was the punter. The punter had a um, field position. He yeah. had, you know he punted average around forty five yards a punt. You know yep. he didn't punt much though, but he really changed the field of position. You know he had a, they both of them. He had a, a couple forty eight yard long um, punts. He averaged at around forty five punts and and. The field of positioning, that's a hard bug, and that's a trait we saw with the 49ers. And I'm glad he had a punter that executed that game plan um, with that. I, I, I wanted to give that a little credit. I wanted to give one of my game balls. You yep. know, and it's an unsung hero, but um, you you put the kicking game, especially in those bad conditions, it helped out too as well for them. No doubt. And when you when you have such a dominant game against a team that's honestly more talented on paper than you, you have to win all three facets, offense, defense, and special teams. And he was huge, even though he wasn't needed as much as a normal game because they kept scoring when they needed him. Every player, honestly, when they needed them, when their number was called, they executed. And, you know, that that was a great job. Um, and, you know, it just it was a trademark Jim Harbaugh game. Everything that he wants to do as a coach and that coaching staff wants to do, they did. They pressured the quarterback. They disrupted the passing game with passing breakups. They didn't get a pick or a turnover, but they played suffocating defense. They made you – they changed from um, their previous defensive coordinator scheme of single high safety and man coverage where they got beat on crossing routes all the time to now they had a, a more of a prevent, you know, cover two style, and they completely um, – completely changed the way and it can you saw how dominant they were against Ohio State this time around with that new coaching staff and they ran the football and they ran the football and they ran the football emptied the bag with trick plays the flea flicker and the reverse great win for Jim Harbaugh and like you said the Big Ten championship preview and with if they don't beat Iowa real quick before we get into it if they don't beat Iowa a lot of Michigan fans are still going to talk crap about beating Ohio State he's still developed for this year now, next year, if they lose to Iowa, he's got to build off of it. But I think Michigan fans are going to be happy no matter what at the end of the season. But no, Iowa is 10-2. and two. They are 16th in the nation. Their quarterback play is putrid. They have a great running game and a great defense. So um, Goodson is their leading running back with 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, five, 4.6 yards of carry on 238 attempts. But they play two quarterbacks with a, with a combined yeah, – um, 
not even just barely 2,000 yards combined. Petrus is their starting quarterback. Um, 58% completion percentage, 1,500 yards, nine touchdowns to six picks. Padilla is their backup who played in two games or three games in his absence when he was when the starter was hurt. For, uh, 46% completion percentage, 598 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. So they can't move the ball in the air. Um, they Their running back only gets six touchdowns, so he, they don't really punch it in in the red zone, that tells me. Their offense is definitely not what's got them at this point. Their defense is. So they have another – they're going up against another stout run defense. Um, Michigan's going to have to mo- get those people movers up front to can fly off the football again. They, Jim Harbaugh said it best. They have to come with the same intensity and act like they're playing Ohio State again. And I think they'll be fine. I think they walk all over Iowa in this game, and I think they get a spot in the college playoff. That's my prediction. I think I'm going to go – I think they win 28-10 to 10 against Iowa in a big-time statement win for Jim Harbaugh. Wow, twenty-eight to ten. Hmm. Wow, that's uh, that's a, that's um December fourth at eight o'clock at Lucas Oil Stadium, guys. Just to for those who are don't know yep. where it is and is interested, you know, you it's know, a neutral see, site. It's a neutral site game, and college football does that not just for for um all all the all all um conference championship games as well. Um, I'm trying just trying to see what the odds are, who's favorite right now. Um. It should be it should be Michigan State. I um, mean, excuse me, Michigan. Oh, how'd you? Why? How dare you? How dare you call us by <laughs> I, our rival? <laughs> I wanted to make sure you're wake up, wake, or woken up here, and not sleeping because you know I tend to sometimes put people to sleep. But I want to make sure everybody was awake. Oh no, no, everybody I'm listening, there. man. <laughs> um, Michigan scored thirty-seven point three points uh, a game, an average twenty-five for Ohio, uh, Iowa. I'm trying to see. I, I like Michigan to win this, but not by a route that you're going by. I, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be a, a pretty um, game, 24-17 type of game. You know, um, Very well could uh, be. I, I'm trying to see that, you know, there's going to be points scored here because it's going to be indoors, in, in the dome. Um, I, I, I'm trying to see if, what Vegas likes. I want, I'm trying to look for Vegas. To site. They haven't even – they haven't given the exact it. date. I know it's Saturday, but they haven't given a time. That's still to be determined, yeah, so that might be hard to find. Eight o'clock. No, eight, eight o'clock? o'clock? Okay. It's going to be a primetime game. That's for sure I saw. That's a primetime game, which is good because you get to do, you know, those are, we're in the holiday season. Those that want to go Christmas shopping early, you know, out in the stores, you're done with the Christmas shopping. You want to be, you know, you you finish watching the, the at one o'clock, the Knicks versus the, the Nuggets on my channel and the watch along. Yeah. You go shopping during the middle after the game is over and come back and watch this. Um, title game in the app in the evening. So I, as I do a cheap, gonna be a good one. On my yeah, family. of course, of course. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'll more than likely be there. You know, and, you know, and so it, it's always a good time on on return of the next podcast watch alongs. It's always a great time. <laughs> so everybody, if you're a basketball fan in general, not just a Knicks fan, go check out Kev. He's great. And um, we'll see. I I think I, I still like Michigan. I do, and I think they will be in the college football uh, playoffs now. Like I said, it all depends on who's the top uh, other three teams. We could actually even see Michigan slide all the way to number three just to play the two, um, just to give something. Or, you know, you you thinking it's a four, your conspiracy, because if it's going to be, all, you know, just for the one and four to be a really competitive game, you know, um, nobody really honest with you. And this much, I'm not a football college football fan, but nobody wants to see Cincinnati go up against number one. Uh, you know, they're going to get killed. You know they're going to get destroyed you know so 
with that said, you know, can Michigan, they might unfortunately put a Michigan at number four so they can play number one for a competitive game. Or who knows, they just might put them to two, three. So that could be, so the winner will, will give number one a really good game in, in for the national title game. What's your thoughts on that? If, I, I know think, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But. Mm-hmm. Of course. And, and the re- uh, real quick before I answer that, the reason I think it's a blowout against Iowa is because Iowa's 25 points a game. I don't know exactly how much, but a lot of that comes off of forcing turnovers and and getting a short field and intercept pick sixes and fumble scoop and scores. Michigan doesn't turn the football over. I mean, Cade with three interceptions. I mean, they don't really fumble the football. They take care of the ball. That's why I think they'll dominate time of possession and dominate the whole game. But very could be a, well be a defensive struggle close game. And as far as the playoff goes, I think it's going to be – Obviously, Georgia at number one, and this is if this is if we beat Iowa and win the Big Ten championship. So I don't want to get ahead of myself either. I don't want to jinx Michigan, but if if that happens, I think it's going to be Georgia one, Alabama two, Michigan three, or Michigan two, Alabama three, whichever one. And I think Cincinnati's going to get in at number four because I mean they have they're just I think that's just how it's going to happen, and they're going to give Georgia a tune up game against Cincinnati and. Michigan's – they also want that hardball saving matchup rematch after they lost. He's lost to him twice in bowl games before. So – and it's just been bad. So I think that they want to see a competitive two high-profile coaches, probably the two most high-profile coaches in college football, hardball against Saban. I think that would draw some eye, eye, eyeballs from all across the nation, and I think that's what's going to happen. That's if we get past Iowa, though. I could totally see also Michigan sliding to four – to play Georgia for the competitive nature of that game as well. Um, but that I just think it's going to be – they're going to be two or three because they're better than Cincinnati. They have a better strength of schedule. Uh, I know Cincinnati's un, unbeaten, but they still – Michigan's beaten Ohio State. Michigan's, you know, beaten Penn State at Happy Valley. They've had big, bigger wins than beating like Tulane and SMU. You know, they have – Cincinnati hasn't really beaten anybody great, but we'll see. I mean, that that's – any more thoughts on that before we wrap up here, Kev? Or well, Cincinnati's playing Houston, you know. <laughs> I, and believe me, living here in Central Florida, um, in my backyard, like about literally five ten minutes away, is the University of Central Florida. And we all saw the, the the Golden Knights. You know, they were dominating a couple of years ago. They went a couple of years undefeated, undefeated season. They had a real good time. And I seen the Houston Houston team, and they're not too good, you know. Um, and I think you know Cincinnati's going to win that. Um, while up to Houston, um, and that's gonna they're gonna want to keep putting pressure and say, "Hey, we belong here. We belong here," you know. Um, and knowing and the committee seeing that they how they did wrong UCF two years in a row when they were really good, didn't put them in here, and they're going unfortunately they're gonna want they're gonna have to force um, Cincinnati into the um, college football playoff system. But we shall see there. Um, we shall, like you said, it means nothing if. If uh, Michigan doesn't win this game, if Michigan wins, then we we have all the conversation that we want. We have more content. Um, well, let me ask you this: If the worst case scenario, um, mm-hmm. they fail, do they do uh, Iowa go into the playoff? No, because they have two no, games. not even close. They have two, no, losses. Close. two losses. What would probably what would probably happen if Michigan lost is probably Notre Dame would sneak in or uh, or a team a team of that nature. And they're pumping their chest. They belong now. Um, mm-hmm. I saw I saw Notre Dame a couple. They're pumping their chest for what? You could go in there and, and do a, a, a ridiculous embarrassment of yourself. You know, I, you know, New Year's Day, there's hardly nothing on sports on early. 
you do tend to watch a little college football because you want to see who's going to come out, you know, and all the darlings. And every year you see, you know, and I and I and I grew up in Notre Dame. You know, I don't have a college football um, affiliate. You know, living in in New York, there's no, you know, we're not big in college mm-hmm. football, but you do. We did get to see a lot of Notre Dame, and you could say the closest thing to a team. Growing up, was a Notre Dame for myself. My uncle was a big Notre Dame fan. He wanted me to go to Notre Dame, you know, um, and all his and all his children. But you know, that's for another story for another day. But we we grew up. We could say we're a semi classic Notre Dame fans, and um, just to hear them pumping their chests now, it's like, you no, know, you go in there and you you embarrass yourself in these bowl games. And plus, they always get the easiest schedules. You know, like yeah. they jump conferences every year. They they get in trouble. They join the ACC just because they didn't have a conference. So if they wanted to be in the playoff consideration, they had to be part of a conference so they could win a conference championship, whatever the case. But Notre Dame, I don't know how they get away with it every year. They barely play anybody. When they do, they get embarrassed. And they always, like you said, pump their chest, act like they deserve it. Well, you got teams, I think even Ohio State, after getting their second loss, and they lost to Oregon, who was top 10 at the time, and they lost to Michigan, a top five throw to showdown between both. Yeah. They deserve to be in the playoff before Notre Dame. And I'm a Michigan fan saying that. So, you know, like there's plenty of other teams that deserve it over Notre Dame. Um, but you know, I just if I just don't want to have that conversation anymore. I hope Michigan wins. Right, you know, right, I just right. I couldn't understand Michigan losing and ended up Notre Dame was the the reason Notre Dame made the playoff. But if and if we do get to the playoff and let's say we get routed or lose the first game in a close one, that's still a success for John Harbaugh and this Michigan team because no they were unranked starting the year. The preseason poll, they were unranked. So starting unranked, ending up top five in the nation in a Big Ten championship game, beating Ohio State, it doesn't get any better than this as Michigan fans. And to Michigan fans everywhere, we finally did it. Beat Ohio State. Celebrate. Enjoy this week. Don't get too nervous about Iowa. That's my, <laughs> that's my thoughts. And Saturday, before the Big Ten championship game, go check out Kevin is watching along with a Knicks play. And where he does all the great stuff with combat sports, um, and and all the things he does too, and and we're gonna we're gonna help him grow, even though he's growing amazingly. Get him on that road to two thousand subscribers. So make sure you subscribe to his channel. Kev, any last parting shots? Um, just watch, just be careful for Iowa. They 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 have they do tend they have a lot of takeaways and they 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 very ball hog. They're very you know they they like to steal and, and get the takeaway battles. You know, um, and but then you know what that means: more offensive line dominance mm-hmm. and more Haskins running the ball. And if they could run again for over 200 plus yards against this team and control, and you have a good quarterback, who will show he's not just a game manager; he's got the cannon. He's mm-hmm. a window thrower. Um, you have a good shot to win that game, man. Um, yeah. You know, it, it it looks good on paper. It looks good. You know, um, hopefully they they get a good week of practice. You know, don't overcelebrate because. It could this, you know, there is a possibility of a letdown because you just beat Ohio State and you might have blown the whole, you know, chamber there on beating Ohio State. Hopefully not, because you know, Harbaugh knows how it is. You know, he's coaches, he has coached teams to, to a Super Bowl, he's coached them the NFC title games. You know, he's been himself in those type of um, positions. I know college and pros are two different things, but you know, that is the biggest stage in all of football, is the is the pro set, and he knows what it takes, he knows how to, you know, what intensity you need. Um, and I think, you know, that message is going to say we have we are not done yet, you know, and I hope so. I hope so. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that I was actually watching the Michigan Wolverine and one guy just stand out. He had he had a, a, a um, forced tackle in the backfield, an impact. And by the name of Devin Jeter, 
my God, I was pleasantly surprised. I wanted to make sure I mentioned it before I leave. Mm -hmm. Peter, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, he's one of the key running. He's Ooh. one of the key run stoppers of that Michigan defense. He's going to be an NFL talent. Um, he already is an NFL prospect, I think. And 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 Michigan just born and bred defense. And he went to the right school. And just seeing Derek Jeter give the monologue for the game on Fox before the game in the pregame gave me chills. And hearing that, I knew right away something was different. That was that right there was what gave me hope. Like when Derek Jeter was there, or not there, but he was, you know, he gave that synopsis about the game. Man, and then we were on, the, and then we saw you were on the phone, and we saw Jeter make that play. We lost it. You know, as 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 Yankee fans, that name rings. It'll ring the rest of our lives until we're gone, and for our kids, it, it's and, just gonna. And he's not a, only that, you know who was in attendance too, cheering you guys as a cheerleader with his daughters, Alex Rodriguez. So a lot yep. of Yankee connection to the Michigan Wolverines. That's maybe you know, and not just myself, but all the Yankee uh, players, former past Yankees, were there. Zach and man, it was good, man. I, I appreciate for you putting me on to watch that game. It was a fun Saturday uh, game, you know especially you having it with some leftover turkey and, and mm -hmm. all the trimmings and sides. And, you know, and we watched that. And then later on that evening, we did the, the Hawks, uh, Knicks as well. So it was a really nice, a really, mm -hmm. really good Saturday um, um, holiday weekend. It started off the season, uh, uh, you know, season greetings and all the holiday um, issues there. It was, it was really, it was very good um, all on win. Now I'm, you know, I keep, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on that big 10 game. Um, definitely. Um, I think you should, you and a couple other guys should do a watch along. Um, yeah, we'll see how the numbers go tonight. If your numbers are good or come on before the week, you know, guys, this is, I'm going to make this here. I shared it on my network and I'm pretty sure folks are going to see this in Michigan. If you're a Michigan um, fan, um, give us, let us know your feedback. Give us a like, um, write into the um, A to Z media, either in Twitter or the Bronx Sports Jedi network, Twitter, or even in the face in here in the YouTube page. Let us know if you want Zach to do the watch along. Your voice is heard here. Your voice moves the needle. If you want a, a Michigan fan, call this game and bring that same positive energy and that victory that we had in that Ohio State game. Let this young man know. Um, let your voice be spoken. Uh, everyone is hearing this, hearing this in either audio platform uh, or, or anywhere. Let us know. Right, get to us. You can go to A to Z Media at, um, at Twitter or uh, BX. Sports Jedi Network in Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, anywhere, uh, YouTube channel, um, Twitch, you know, we're there. Just said, hey, we want to hear A to Z do a watch along. And guess what? Saturday night, we'll be there. And who knows? Maybe I pop in and just, you know, put on a mask, a, a, a blue mask, a wrestling mask, and just come on it for, for, for laughs and giggles and join us here. So I appreciate you. Um, definitely, Z. And, they, and thanks for coming on. And I'm going to say it right now. I, I hope the feedback's good, but I am, I, I'm hyped. I'm doing a watch long Saturday night, 8 o'clock, Michigan, go. Iowa, in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. I'm not going to be in Indianapolis. I'll be in Pennsylvania, but I will be doing the watch along. And, I, and, and, and Michigan fans, you know, DM me on Twitter at A to Z Media Net. If, you, if, if, if you're a good Michigan fan, you're respectful, you want to be a part of it. Let's have a party. I don't want too many people, but I want some true blue Michigan fans with us, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Kev, you're always welcome. Your yep. son Austin, if he wants to watch the game, always welcome. You know, anybody from the network's always welcome to join us too. And um, if you don't mind liking and subscribing to me, liking and subscribing to Bronx Sports Jedi, and also I can't forget my friends over at Talking with KPG. That's Talking, T A L K I N, Wit W I T K 
KPG. Great network over there. They talk all sports as well. Um, podcast form. They allow fans on. So great job over there too. And um, wow, what a, what a stream. What a feel-good Monday. Even though my Cowboys got their butts just smacked when in a close game. But, for another day, Z. Yeah. But <laughs> it was just field goal, field goal field goal Saturday, field good Monday. Didn't matter about any of that. Um, but yeah, Kev, once again, <laughs> thank you. And um, this was episode four. If you guys like like it, subscribe, like the channel, share the channel, tap the bell, and uh, thanks a lot and appreciate it. Yeah, what's up with it? Do it cause I love it and I stuck with it. We ain't with the sub and in the cut with it. Please, none of the talks, I heard enough of it. Like, what you gonna do? Where you at? Who you with? You ain't really about this. Don't talk about it. Really